And how did you come to work for Same Cafe? I can't. That's a great question. So I have a weird, weird life. Let me just be clear. Okay. Um, but I, eight years ago, I was a pastor. Welcome to Mouthful. I'm Lori Lynn Barker. Mouthful is a podcast about food, culture, and the makers in the world. On this episode of Mouthful, I talk with Brad Rubendale, executive director of Same Cafe. Wait till you hear this story. It's pretty amazing. Mouthful is sponsored by ccfdocumentation.com. Let CCF develop your e-learning or instructional video training. From training assessment to course creation and LMS administration, CCF is your one-stop training resource. Check them out at ccfdocumentation.com. Same cafe means so all may eat. It is located in Denver, Colorado at 2023 East Colfax. It has been going since 2006. I pass this place almost on a weekly basis. I just assumed it was a lunch place on a street lined with a lot of legendary restaurants, like Pete's Kitchen and Voodoo Donuts. After a little research on the internet, I was pleasantly surprised to find out the mission behind Same Cafe. And then Brad Rubendale told me the story. His story is just as fascinating as the cafe's. I'll let Brad tell you the story. So Same stands for So All May Eat, and we are a donation-based restaurant where people can volunteer time or donate what they can financially or give produce in exchange for a meal. Uh, Our meals are locally sourced, healthy, and they're absolutely delicious. Um, I'll say working here has ruined me for going out to eat in other places (laughs) because I'll go pay for a delicious meal. And it's good, but it's nowhere near as good as what I had for lunch at the place where I work. What is the backstory of Same Cafe? Yeah, so we've been around for nearly 14 years now. We are the first nonprofit restaurant in the country, and our founders, Brad and Libby Berkey, I do have the same first name as one of the founders, which is kind of funny, Um, but they're a couple, and they had been working in soup kitchens and in food pantries, and they realized that there were two big issues at the time 14 years ago. One is that there weren't many healthy options in those places, so they wanted a place where they could be healthy food. And then the second is is there's a feeling of a lack of dignity in those places sometimes. Now, thankfully, that's changing a bit. But the challenge is is if if it doesn't feel like there's dignity, the only people who go are those that are on the very margins of society, so usually experiencing homelessness or extreme poverty. We're very grateful that those folks are getting served. But food justice is actually a bigger issue than just those that are on the very extreme ends, because food is the first thing that people stop paying for when they run out of money. Um, You know, you could be food insecure for six months while you're between jobs. You could be food insecure for years as you are living under the poverty line, working or going to school, but your rent is too much. And so you're living on two, three, four dollars a day. And the options there are going to be junk food or fast food. And that doesn't necessarily feed your body in a meaningful way. So Brad and Libby um, found a restaurant that was doing something similar in, the, in Salt Lake City. Uh, they went to visit and they thought, we can do this better and we can make it where everyone is treated exactly the same, hence the name, and uh, it would be donation-based. And literally everyone thought they were crazy. They were like, you guys, you'll be out of business in six months. Um, but that has been over 
for 13 years ago, nearly 14 years ago, and it has inspired over 60 other restaurants to try a pay-what-you-can model, including John Bon Jovi, who started some on the East Coast, and Panera Bread, who started them, ran them for about six or seven years, and then recently closed theirs down. Um, but we're still chugging along, and we're doing great. And actually, that's part of where we're going right now, is how do we replicate this in a meaningful way so that they don't fail like some of the others have? and continue the kind of inspirational space that we've been in for the last 14 years. You have a unique outlook on these type of cafes. You just don't go out and buy the top ramen and the processed cheese, and here you go, here's a meal. You're very unique in your menu. Absolutely. Our menu actually changes every single day based on what's in season and what's in stock. Because we have partnerships with incredible farms and gardens around this community, including the uh, Denver Botanic Gardens. They have a community garden, and they give it to us. Altius Farms, which is an indoor hydroponic farm that grows greens for us. Um, the Grow House. Like, we have all of these amazing partners who give us 90% of the produce that is the basis for most of our meals. So then our chef and our cooks come in every morning, and they iron chef it. They basically create the <laughs> menu every morning based on what's in season and in stock. We always have two soups, two salads, and two pizzas on our menu in the restaurant. But the flavors within those change every day. And the reason we have two of each is because we want to provide choices wherever possible. Because choice is one of those privileges that usually comes with money, and we want to be able to provide choice to everyone who walks in, therefore recognizing the dignity that they have to choose their own life, their own food, all of that. And then the menu changes every day because for many of our guests, we know about half of them eat here every single day. And that means that this is probably either their primary or their only source of nutrition in their life. And if you're eating it every day, you don't want to have the same food every day. Unlike if you, you know, if you're kind of from a middle class or upper class background, you think, I want to have that delicious salad that I remember at that restaurant, and then you go get it. Whereas if this is your only option, you want variety. You need to know that the quality is good, but the variety needs to be there. So we do that. Our values are healthy food, building community, and uh, dignity. And the dignity piece is super important. Every decision we make in here, we first think about the people that are most affected by that and the um, least in power in our society. And then we think about them first, and then we educate everyone else around it. So that idea of having choice on our menu, having uh, the menu change every day, folks can choose how they want to participate for their meal, but everyone is participating in some way for the meal. So they're either signing up for a volunteer shift or donating what they can or giving produce in exchange for a meal. And that's really important to us, too, because we're not just a handout. We are a hand up. We give people the option of saying, you have something of value for this community. Bring that to the table and give it to the community so that you can be a part of something bigger than yourself. And what's fascinating is if you come eat at San Cafe, first, you'll probably comment on how good the food is because it really is good. And the second is, is you, if you start talking to people, Almost every person you talk to is going to say they love Same Cafe because it's where they get to give back to their community. Even someone who's kind of visibly experiencing homelessness will say, I love this place because I get to give back. So everyone sees themselves as someone who's helping rather than someone who's receiving, which is really important to the ethos of our organization. We want everyone to know that they have value, they have dignity, and they have something to contribute to others. Well, before we go on, tell people where Same Cafe is. Yeah, same cafe is at 2023 East Colfax. So it's right between Race and Vine on Colfax, almost out to East High School. There's an A-frame illegal piece on the corner, and we're on the same block and the same side of the street. 
we're just kind of hiding back in the trees there. And if people want more information, what is your website? Our website is soallmayeat.org. If you Google same cafe, it's the first thing that comes up as well. Um, and we're open for lunch Monday through Saturday, so 11 to 2.30 Monday through Saturday. And you also post your daily menu on there. Yes, so the menu is always posted on our website so that you can look on it before you come if you want to and see if there's something that sounds delicious. I promise you there's always something that's going to be delicious. Um, but we also, again, with dignity, we want folks to be able to look and see if there's something that they want on the menu each day. And we also we make everything in-house from scratch. So literally everything is made in this kitchen. So our cookies and our pizza crusts and everything is made in here. Um, and we do that because we want to know where every single ingredient is so that if you're allergic to something, we can accommodate that. We also have a gluten-free pizza crust and gluten-free cookie, and we have dairy-free options and everything too, and nut-free options. Because it's not just those with means that have allergies to certain foods. And we hear from a lot of our guests that there's nowhere else in the city that they can eat because to go get a delicious meal at one of the, say, restaurants that can do gluten-free, you're going to spend 15 to 20 bucks for that meal, and many of our guests can't afford that. So we become one of the only places where someone with celiac or someone with um, a gluten intolerance can actually eat here, especially those that are in need. Now, how do people pay for their meals? Like, say, if I would like to go to your restaurant, and I'm not food insecure, are there suggested donations? How do people do that? So that's a great question. We have a participation wall on the, that's literally where the checkout area is. And it just says, at same cafe, you participate for your meal. And then it shows the three ways. Oh, you can okay. volunteer for a task. You can donate what you can, or you can give produce. And under the donate what you can, we don't have any suggested pricing. And I want to talk about that for a little bit, about why we don't. But we, we just have a transparent budget. So it just tells you how much it costs us for the food on each plate, so our food budget divided by number of meals, um, our average donation, and then it also tells how much it costs us to deliver the meal when you add in kind of rent and staff and overhead and all that stuff, which is about $12 a meal. But we want to never have a suggested price because we don't want anyone to feel like less than if they can't reach that suggested donation, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So with this, one of the ways that we've seen the restaurants around the country fail um, that have been inspired by us is by having a suggested price. Because one of the, the unique pieces of the same cafe is that everyone is a contributing member of this community. So no one is here receiving and others that are giving. We say we need everyone to participate. So even if you're just volunteering or you're volunteering or giving $2, you are just as much a member of this community as someone who comes in and gives a $5,000 check for their meal. And we have both. So um, it's really important for us to be able to make sure that there's an, a meaningful contribution that anyone from any background with any set of skills can give to this organization so that they can feel like they're a part of it. Um, the suggested donation then divides people between those who are paying the suggested donation or more and those who are paying less. And we don't want to ever have that divide in our community. At the checkout place, you can either donate what you can through a little slot in the wall or you can run your credit card and you type in how much you want to give, or you can write your name down and say, I want a volunteer shift, and then you go enjoy your meal and come back for a volunteer shift, or you hand them the produce, they process it and give you your meal. So literally all of it happens as if you're checking out at a normal 
um, fast casual restaurant, but you have three options for how you can give and all of it is you facing. So you put in the money you want, you type in how much you want to give and run your own credit card, or you give us time or, or vegetables. Can people like say, you know, all these, we have so many gardeners around here. Can people donate their own produce? Yes, they can. As long as it has not been processed in any way, as long as it's a whole tomato, for instance, um, then we can process it in our kitchen because we, we are a commercial kitchen and we get inspected by the health department. But if you cut it at home, we can't take it then. Oh, okay. I was wondering how that works. Just for health safety reasons, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we are a restaurant, we have to have restaurant-level ingredients going into our process, and so we cannot take anything that's been processed anywhere else. How can people help? We need donations of time and money and produce. And so <laughs> whether you're coming in and exchanging the time, money, produce for a meal, or you're signing up for a volunteer shift or donating a huge amount of money, or you're connecting us to a farm or garden that can give us amazing produce. We need all of those in every, every possible quantity. So any of those are our options. And then for someone who's kind of just learning about same cafe, we have a little token program. Uh, and we launched these about three years ago. They say one free meal at same cafe, and it's got all of our contact information and our location on it. And we started these as a way to do two good deeds with one act. So essentially, we want folks to pay, donate $12 if you can afford it for the token. And that does a good deed by helping us continue to operate. But then you go out and hand it out to someone experiencing need or homelessness, and then they can come in, get introduced. Their first meal is free, and then they get introduced to the concept, and hopefully they keep coming back. This has been really cool because my background is I've worked for years in homelessness. And I never want to give cash on the street. That's just my own personal um, stance. Not because I don't trust someone outside. It's that I don't, addiction can run really strong. And we never want to be able to give someone access to their addiction. While I was at Urban Peak, there was a young man who was struggling and uh, with addiction. And someone gave him a $100 bill. And I'm sure she went home feeling really great. But he went and bought a bunch of heroin and overdosed. And it took us a long time to be able to get him back on track. The, it's not that... It's not a good thing to give people in need money. The bigger issue is, is how can you leverage that money to do good rather than to accidentally hurt someone that you're trying to help? So we launched this because we want to make sure that everyone has something that they can give out that isn't money. You can't misuse a wooden token from same cafe on the street. Mm -hmm. So that's another way is to grab a handful of these tokens um, and go distribute them or just give them to your aunt who might love same cafe and want to hear about (laughs) it. But she might get a free meal out of it, and then she'll fall in love with the place. Well, you have an exciting program, too. You actually have a food truck. You've jumped, jumped on the food truck bandwagon. <laughs> we have, <laughs> and largely because in the last two years, we – so myself and the chef, her name is Letitia Steele. She's an incredible local chef, uh, well, recently local, um, but she has an incredible flavor profile, and the food has been elevated to world-class Status. But we started about the same time. And she has elevated our food, and I love being able to get out there and let people know about it. So between the two of us, we started to reach close to capacity here in the restaurant, and we're like, how do we continue to grow? And there's also folks who can't walk to same cafe that we want to be able to reach. And so the food truck was our solution. So last year, we launched a food truck to be able to get into food deserts and to also serve some folks who are underserved in our community. So we've been able to get into Civic Center Eats, which is a food truck circle down in Civic Center Park, to be able to help bridge the gap between the wealthy who are eating at the food trucks 
and the people experiencing homelessness who live in that park. Um, and then we've also been able to partner with Denver Human Services to be able to serve folks that are waiting in line to get their benefits at DHS buildings. Because if you're not familiar, benefits like SNAP benefits cannot be used for prepped meals. So you have people who are hungry waiting to get groceries um, and serving their kids out of vending machines. And so we'd be able to be there with our food truck and be able to serve them a healthy meal. And then we've used the second way, the food truck, to be able to get out and spread the mission of Sand Cafe to places where people haven't heard of us but would be a big supporter. And so it's been really cool. We launched it last year and immediately just booked solid for the entire summer. And we're looking, already booking for the summer of 2020. And I assume it's going to be busier than ever this year. Well, we, we launched a second program last year, too, that we're really proud of. And it's called Cook to Work. Um, basically, there are folks who are in here volunteering for their meals regularly. And they were learning how to run a dishwasher and how to chop vegetables anyway because they're, they're really volunteering in the kitchen and learning how to do these things. So we decided to formalize it a bit and call it Cook to Work and be able to move people from kind of the chaos of homelessness and food insecurity into at least having some skills that they can use to get a job in the restaurant industry because there's a big need for entry-level restaurant work. Um, we launched it last year, and we currently have about 20 folks that are signed up. We've gotten many folks' jobs already in the last year from it. And it's basically the first part of it is while you're volunteering for your meal, you can sign up for Cook to Work, and as you learn a skill, you get it checked off of your list. And then the second phase, you start scheduling um, times to come in and learn, uh, and then you have to call off from those just like you would a normal job. And then the third phase is we help with resume writing, practice interviews, and then we give you a guaranteed first interview with a restaurant. You still have to earn your job, but we'll guarantee you a first interview with a restaurant partner. Do you have any events coming up? We do. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. <laughs> on, uh, on March 19th, we have our annual celebration. Um, it's called the So All May Eat Gala, and it is at the Space Gallery Annex. So it's just a great, amazing celebration where everyone comes together and celebrates the delicious food and community of San Cafe. Our food truck will be there. We'll have um, food that's prepared by our staff and our cook-to-work students. And um, we also, the tickets are $75, but we also have a pay-what-you-can option for tickets and a volunteer in exchange for a ticket, just like we do in the restaurant. So it becomes a beautiful place where the diversity of folks that we serve and our supporters all come together and we get to just celebrate for an evening. And it's on Thursday, March 19th. And how do people get more information about that? There's a link on the front page of our website. to the It's soallmayeat.org, and then you can do slash gala or just click the link in the front of it. One thing I noticed going to your website is a lot of your chefs are classically trained or professionally trained. Yes. So our, um, well, our head chef is phenomenal and has worked in um, restaurants from the Appalachian Mountains to Maui and in five-star restaurants around the country, and she is exceptional. And then we also have other folks that come in. So our um, new culinary instructor that's running the cook-to-work program, her name is Tyler, and she taught at a, a French school and has also had classic training. Zach, who runs our food truck, has gone through culinary school as well. And so we're very proud of the level of, of um, both training and experience we have here at Same Cafe. And how did you come to work for Same Cafe? I <laughs> That's a great question. So I have a weird, weird life. Let me just be clear. Okay. Um, 
but I, eight years ago, I was a pastor and I basically, I came out and I lost everything. I came out as gay, lost everything. I was actually homeless myself and I experienced food insecurity because I went one day having a job in the community and a supportive network and the next day having none of that. And I came to Same Cafe as a guest about eight years ago. And I got to eat here. And I, of course, was too prideful to say anything about my background, but I knew I didn't have to talk about my trauma to be able to come and eat here. So I came, I ate, and then I just quietly left and and didn't say anything, but I quietly like put $2 in the little donation bin. So that was eight years ago. And then in the intervening years, I worked with several organizations. Urban Peak was one of them, um, which is a youth homelessness organization. And at that time, I then was taking youth from that program to come volunteer at Same Cafe. So I got to know the founders then. And then fast forward a few years, I wanted to be an executive director. That was kind of my goal since being excommunicated. And when I found out Brad and Libby wanted to leave, I said, I want that job because I think we can take this to new places. And the board agreed and they hired me. Um, and it's been really, really fun. The only funny thing is, is having the same first name as the founder. Right. Because when I first started, folks were like, oh, I talked to your wife the other day. And I was like, literally don't have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty gay. Um, but no, it's been really cool for me as the executive director because I've been on both sides of that counter. I've been in the position of needing what we offer, and then I've also now in the position where I can help raise money and funds and awareness and partnerships and a staff that can help serve that in the meaningful, dignified way that we are um, very, very, like it's central to our mission that we have that dignity and the community and the healthy food at the core of what we do. Well, you have a great organization, and if people want to help or get more information or even visit you, give us the address one more time and the website. Absolutely. So our address is uh, 2023 East Colfax between Race and Vine on Colfax Avenue. And then our website is soallmayeat.org, or you can Google same cafe. Please come visit us. Start by just coming in and eating because you're going to be blown away. And then uh, you can grab my card or you can email me. It's brad at soallmayeat.org. And let's figure out ways that we can partner. Wow, what a story and what a place. Brad told me off the air their lemon cookies are award-winning. So I'm heading down and I'm trying a lemon cookie. Thanks to Brad Rubendale, the executive director of Same Cafe, The website is soallmayeat.org, and they are also available on Facebook under Same Cafe. Or head on down to 2023 East Colfax and support their mission. Mouthful is sponsored by CCF Documentation. Whether you want to train your employees or teach your customers how to properly use your equipment or product, or you are wanting to market your expertise to the world, Online training is fast becoming one of the most sought-after forms of training in the business world today. Providing flexibility as well as consistency, e-learning will get your new hires or customers trained faster and with less resources. At CCF Documentation, we provide customized e-learning solutions geared to proactively and efficiently train your employees or customers with measurable training outcomes. To maximize your training effectiveness, contact CCF Documentation at ccfdocumentation.com. If you have any questions or you'd like to be a guest, please contact me at mouthfulthepodcast at gmail.com. You can also look for Mouthful on all the social media platforms. 
And of course, you can find me under my name on all those platforms, Lori Lynn Barker, and that's L-O-R-I-L-Y-N-N-B-A-R-K-E-R. With Mouthful, I'm Lori Lynn Barker. Stay fresh, cheese bags.